let's start with that. The clinical and financial impact of something like this could bring to the industry and to patients in, in particular. Yeah, so PTX can really help guide your physicians in prescribing the most effective uh, medication while also lowering your risk of side effects. Many drugs actually recommend testing, but it's not required. So doctors aren't routinely testing for it. And a lot of them, unfortunately, aren't even educated on that. And, you know, doctors are busy, so they're likely not going to go and you know, learn about this if they're not required, if it's not something that's required to do, especially at this time, a lot of insurance is not even reimbursing for it. And so, you know, patients a lot of times are reluctant to pay um, out of pocket for certain tests. And so that's kind of, you know, been one of the barriers, but it is important because adverse drug reactions are actually the fourth leading cause of death. So it's ahead of pulmonary disease, diabetes, AIDS, pneumonia, automobile accidents, and over 300 FDA-approved medications have these drug gene interactions. Many mental health, cardio, or heart, and pain medications. So, it's important that we want to test these, right? It's come a long way recently. Since 2000, 25% of all the new medications approved actually have drug gene interactions, and then over 60% of people are prescribed at least one medication that has a drug gene interaction. So right there with the 60%, it's like, to me, it's a no brainer. We should be doing it. However, like I said, it's only recommended for some drugs. And so doctors aren't really doing it. But what's nice is that it's just one test that's useful for the rest of your life, right? It's going to help drive medication decisions for the rest of your life versus when you have like a blood glucose test for diabetes, right? That's just a lab that you're getting for right then and there. And then, you know, you have another one in six months, that old one goes out the window. But if you get your PGX test, like you're going to be able to use it proactively as in, okay, these medications didn't work. Okay. I need to say, I need to try a new antidepressant. Let's do this and help pick the right one. Or you can use it preemptively where maybe you're not on any medications right now, but I can take this and then in the future, when I'm potentially going to be prescribed a medication, I'll already have my DNA information to help use to guide that decision making. So what you're going to see with PGX, there's actually been numerous studies showing um, the usefulness of it. So it has been shown to decrease um, side effects, decrease or even eliminate this trial and error prescribing that we typically see in traditional medicine, right? Because you know, when you try something, it doesn't work, especially with antidepressants, right? You're waiting six to eight weeks to really know if it works. Then you got to go back to the doctor, then they try a different one. So if you can get the right one the first time, then you're going to hopefully eliminate that trial and error. It's going to reduce the number of medications needed as well. So normally, right, when you go to the, say you have a side effect and you go to the doctor, like, okay, I have insomnia from this medication. So what do they do? They give you an insomnia medication. It's like putting a bandaid on it. But if we can instead switch that medication that's causing the insomnia, which might be related to your DNA causing the side effects, then we could hopefully reduce the amount of medications you're on, which in the end, that's going to save the patient money, right? Because they're going to have less follow-up visits to the doctor. Um, They're going to be paying less for their medications because they're not having to try so many that don't end up working. It also reduces the hospital visits and admissions. Um, Like I said, um, adverse drug reactions are the fourth leading cause of death. And so if you're hopefully getting on the right medication the first time, then you're not gonna need to go to the hospital as often. 
And like I touched on reduce the doctor visits, you know, you, they give you this medication, you follow up in however many months, you know, and then you get another medication, you follow up. If you're on the right one, the first time you might only have to have one follow-up instead of multiple. Um, it's also been shown to improve quality of life, which to me, that's all of these um, financial and clinical impacts kind of all lead to improved quality of life, right? We all want to have that quality of life. We want to be able to enjoy our loved ones, go out and do fun things. And we don't want to sit every day, you know, in pain or having seizures and things like that. So if you can use this to, you know, improve all these aspects, then, you know, people will have live a better life and be healthier. Right on. And you really touched on something too. The side effects can be just as draining and debilitating for quality of life as the condition can be because of these things, because it's not the right drug for your DNA. I've found that, yeah, I'll find a drug that that keeps the seizures away for the most part. And I'm a walking zombie. I can't I can't be happy. I can't, I don't have any balance. I can't, you know, I can't make it a full day without, without taking a two or three hour nap, things like that. The insomnia issue, you know, um, things like we were talking about earlier. Um, that is amazing. That is amazing. And it is such a, such an efficient way to approach this, not only efficient, but, but it's proactive and it also keeps in mind the safety the overall safety and long-term health of the patient in mind. Uh, case in point, and I just, it came to my mind almost immediately as we were talking. One of my best and dearest friends has a uh, daughter who was born with a chromosome deficiency. And at first, the doctors had given her a drug and it actually caused epilepsy. She developed epileptic seizures because of the drug. And now they have to give her other seizure medications. And if, if that doctor was able to actually look at her enzyme, the DNAs, and, the, and find out which drug was better metabolized, then that would not have happened. Or at least the likelihood of that happening would have been much, much lower. And this this leads me to wonder what exactly goes into the process. What is the process of pharmacogenomics? Now that I know how to say it, I'm not going to stop saying it. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually a pretty easy process. Basically, your doctor or your pharmacist, they're going to order your PGX test online. And then the test can be either sent to your home or you can do it in the doctor's office. But it's just a uh, simple, easy cheek swab or saliva sample. Um, when it goes to the patient's home, it comes with this prepackaged shipping. So it'll have all the directions, how to take your sample. And then it'll have like a FedEx label or something like that. And you just stick it in the bag and send it off to the lab. Once your healthcare provider then receives your results, usually it's in seven to 10 business days. Um, they can go over the results with you and see if there's any medications that need to be discontinued or maybe reduce or increase the dose um, based on your results. That's cool. That's a lot simpler. The process is actually simpler than trying to pronounce the word. <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> and it's so long to type out. Every time I have to type it out, I'm just like, oh, I want to put PGX, but not everybody knows what PGX is. 
<laughs> um, in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking there's other cost-saving possibilities and potential with this along the entire supply chain, not just on the patient-doctor um, interaction side of this. It, it came to my mind while while you were talking that this this also has potential to increase the um, rate at which medications can be brought to market from the lab to market. There's got to be potential there along that entire line. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's obvious how it's going to save the patient, right? Like we said, reduce doctor visits, hospital visits, um, reduce medications that you have to pay for. Um, for actually with the doctors, it can help save, um, help them earn more money. So, uh, insurance reimbursement is kind of shifting from this traditional fee for service to a pay for performance, which is, is going to give physicians financial incentives to have better health outcomes. So instead of just being paid, like, okay, you, you know, provide one appointment to a patient, you get paid this much, right? So now I got to fit in all these patients in a day to make X amount of money. If you're making extra money for having your patient's health improve, then you're going to want to do stuff that's going to be working towards improving their health. Um, and then also when you're having these fewer doctor follow-up appointments right now, the physicians are able to see more new patients, which is also going to bring in more money. So for the doctors, it's very beneficial um, on the insurance side. That's also going to help because health insurance, right? They're the ones paying these claims for your uh, medications at the pharmacy, your doctor's office visits, your hospital visits. So when you can reduce that, then it's going to save the um, the health insurance money as well. Um, one example, which is kind of the opposite, um, I was going to, you know, kind of touch on later when I talk about Plavix, but it fits in right now is there was a lawsuit. So Plavix, uh, just a little background, it's the drug of choice for preventing heart attack and stroke. Okay. Unfortunately, 30% of patients actually don't respond to Plavix, and it's like taking a sugar pill, um, which to me, I've found alarming that 30%, right? That's a high number. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. It's all too much. It's all too much. And if the world breaks your legs, you go and beat it with your crutch. It's all too much.